Well, good morning. How about we uh, turn around and say hello to the folks around you? Go ahead and introduce yourself to your neighbor. Tell them good morning. Tell them the weather is just exceptional this morning. Look at your neighbor right now and tell them happy birthday. Sing it with me. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to Our Lady of the Isle. Happy birthday to us. Amen. We are 105 years old. Every kid in here is like, where's the cake, right? <laughs> we sing, we get cake, right? We are 105 years old today. Happy birthday to all of you. Look at page 10. Let's take a look at some of our uh, birthday parties there. The very first birthday that we had, our very first founding. We, as a parish family, were founded on October the 8th, 1918. Let's take a look at some of the things that are there. Most importantly, just look at the people at the top of page 10. Just go ahead and behold the people in the photograph, right? Days like today are not about buildings. They are about people. Look at the people at the top of page 10. October 8th, 1918. Let's kind of put things in perspective. Look at the middle of page 10. October 8th, 1918 is 25 years ago, almost to the day, from the great Chenier Commandant Hurricane of 1893, right? That Category 4 storm that uh, snuck up on Chenier Commandant, killed over 800 of the 1,500 residents. Chenier Commandant was much bigger than the island at that point. The island had far less residents, only 20. Uh, seven people on the island lost their life in that storm, but uh, it devastated Shinyar Kamenata. And that was 25 years later that the church was founded. What does that mean? That means that the people in this picture survived the storm. Most of them are over the age of 25. Most of them are adults. Any of the adults in this picture most likely did not travel or transplant themselves to Grand Isle. They were most, most likely born here. And so that means they survived the deadliest storm in the history of America. Over 2,000 people lost their life in this storm of 1893. Again, over 800 just in Chenier alone. Right? That means that the people in this picture weathered the storm, literally. But let's also kind of put things in perspective. Look at the, the next line there, right? October 8th, 1918 is only 33 days before the end of World War I, which officially ended on November 11th, 1918. Now, we had one life loss, one soldier from Chenier. We had one soldier from Grand Isle. They lost their lives. But World War I, obviously at that point the most traumatic and graphic and horrific war in the history of the planet up to that point. That's not their mothers right there on the left, but let's just imagine that two mamas didn't get their baby boy back. What's it like for a mother at that Time with no cell phones and no Skype and no internet to read, all that wondering and waiting, and then finally you get a, probably a telegram or 
or some type of communication that your son's lost forever. October 8th, 1918 is 11 years before the start of the Great Depression. That means the people in this picture, these people, had to face the Great Depression. So 25 years prior, they had to go through the worst hurricane in history. They lived in World War I. They founded a church during World War I. And they most likely navigated the Great Depression. Now, you can live off the land in Grand Isle, right? Especially at this point where the plantations would have been uh, super abundant, right? Especially with crops. You can fish year-round. It would not have been hard to kind of live off the land, but you would have still needed something for sustenance. And as the tourism industry on the island drew, uh, dried up and the Great Depression hit everybody, these people right here went through some hard times during the Depression. Now, this church founding on October 8, 1918 is only 21 years away from World War II. Look at the picture on the left. Now, it's a little boy. You can't see it well with the, the, the dark photograph. That's a little boy. He's in a big shrimp pile. That's on the island. That little boy, he could have stormed Normandy. That, that little boy could have been a, a paratrooper. The people on this picture on page 10, it's not simply about a, a joyous day on October 8th, 1918. Their lives, their whole lives prior to the founding, after the founding, have a lot to teach us. Flip the page over, page 11. In fact, all of our story of Grand Isle has a lot to teach us. And, and today we begin a series where today and the next five Sundays, we're going to tell you the story of Grand Isle. We're going to tell you the history of Grand Isle. I'm not going to tell you everything. I'm not a native of Grand Isle, but I love history and I love this island. And I'm fascinated with our story because what happened in their lives can teach us if we let it. There's a great line from historians that says, those who are ignorant to history are bound to repeat it. And if we can learn from what happened in the lives of people who preceded us, then it has a lot to teach us, right? So there's five chapters in the story of the island, right? There's the settlers who came, you can see right there in 1781, page 11. There are the legends of, of the pirates, right? The extended chapter was of the plantations and of the resorts that were here on the island. A lot of that changed. The landscape of the island was affected by the oil boom. And then we'll talk about the influence of the outboard motor and its impact for the forever history of the island um, as we get into the history. But if we, if we look at our founders, one of the things that we can learn from them today is that the people who founded this parish weathered the storms. The people who founded this parish weathered the storm. Say that with me. The people who founded our parish, they weathered the storms. One more time. The people who weathered this parish, they weathered the storms, right? Because the storms of life are not isolated to 1918. They're not isolated to rich people or poor people. They don't discriminate by the color or gender. They don't, like storms hit everybody. Amen. Storms are, are, have been a part of the past. They have been a, a part of our present. They're going to be in the future, right? Storms. 
They're coming. Whether those be physical storms or interior storms, one thing everybody in church today has in common is we all face storms. You can face a storm at work. You can face a storm in your marriage. You can face a storm in your family. But there's something that God has already said to us today about the storms that's important for us to appreciate. And if every one of us goes through storms in life, and as God is ready to speak to us about those storms, and as our history has much to teach us, can we just maybe for the next 10 minutes have a conversation about anxiety? Anxiety. What is anxiety? Look at page 11. Anxiety is intense, excessive, and persistent worry about fear, about everyday situations. Anxiety is usually an interior preoccupation or rumination fueled by gripping emotion and fixating on the future. Anxiety. You can have anxiety if you're older in life because of some of the chapters in life that you face. May he rest in peace. My uncle Asi passed away um, last week. We bury him as a family tomorrow. And I know that, um, gosh, when you're at the latter chapter of life, there can be anxiety about all things in the last chapter of life. There can also be profound anxiety in the early chapters of life, right? Um, the presence of social media in the world that our students live in now, whether they be college students or all the way through elementary school, there is a new uh, playground of anxiety that never goes away for young people because of the world that they live in, not only in reality, but the projected world that they have to confront with social media. Statistically, anxiety is at an historic high. Never before in the history of humanity have people been as anxious or live with anxiety as we do in 2023. And yet, look at the bottom of page 11. The first line in today's second reading is St. Paul is, is speaking to the Christians in Greece and Philippi he says, have no anxiety of all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Have no anxiety of all. Now let's talk about what he is not talking about before we first then talk about what he is talking about. Anxiety is both an emotion and a posture. Let me say that again. Anxiety is both, it's a something you feel, it's also a posture. Now, you can't not feel feelings. For example, you can't watch LSU's defense and rest. It's impossible. The only way that's going to happen is if you were drinking, and if that was happening, you were just numbing your anxiety. It's going to happen, right? Okay, so anxiety is an emotion. You can't... If you feel it, you feel it. What the Lord is talking about is not the feeling, but the posture. For many of us, anxiety is not just about what we feel, it's about where we are. So here's what happens to me when I'm anxious. I get trapped up here, 
and I start ruminating here. I start having conversations with people in my head that they not really are in front of me, but I start rehearsing conversations. I start imagining every worst case scenario, and I try to come up with a plan for every one of those scenarios. I get caught up in my head, and I get exhausted. That's what happens to me. When you're in, when you're anxious, when you're, you're, you're trapped with anxiety, it's hard to trust what goes on up here. Because what's happening up here is much more influenced by our emotions, by our fear of the future. And when you're anxious and you look at the future, it, it never looks good and it never ends. It's always going to be like this. I'm always going to be worried. I'm always going to be trapped, right? When we're stuck in our thoughts, when you're anxious, it's hard to trust anything. That's why Ignatius of Loyola says, okay, now you've got to change your posture. You can't stay stuck up here. We have to look to the Lord. Right? I remember having a beautiful conversation with Charlie Mack. Charles Mack was um, a member of the, the St. Luke's community, the African-American Catholic community in Thibodeau. Many of you have heard me tell the story. I was asking Charlie Mack about racism and the violence that black Catholics or, or African-Americans in South Louisiana faced in the 50s. I said, Charlie Mack, how did you face violent racism in the 50s? And without skipping a beat, Charlie Mack looked at me and said, Life is a lot less about what you're facing and a lot more about where you're looking. Life is a lot less about what you're facing and a lot more about where you're looking. Say that with me. Life is a lot less about what you're facing and a lot more about where you're looking. You see, I can either get caught up in here, isolate myself from God, get stuck in this self-imposed prison of self-sufficiency, or I can turn to God. And then what does he say in the scriptures today? He says, okay, in the anxiety, he says, the second reading from St. Paul, he says, let your requests be known to God. There's a difference between me talking to me about me. There's a difference between us talking to us about us. There's a difference between us ruminating versus us talking to Him and relating So, so who are you talking to in the anxiety? Either we're talking to us about the anxiety or we are living in faith and we are relating to Him. We're speaking to Him. We're talking to Him. Now here's a tension there. Anxiety, watch me, it pulls you out of the present moment and you get fixated on the future. What's going to happen? How's it going to happen? What's going to happen if this happens? What am I going to do if that happens? 
Much of our anxiety is about the future. Here's a challenge. When you and I get sucked into the future, we feel alone. Because he don't live in the future. He lives in the present moment. And oftentimes in the present moment, he kind of sees what we don't see. He sees how we got where we are, and he sees how we're going to get out of it. But Jesus, he lives in the present moment. I was talking to our spiritual director one day, and she said, she's speaking to my anxiety. She says, Mark, God builds a staircase to heaven. And I got really excited, like, yes! She says, here's the problem. He only builds it one step at a time. So you take a step, and then you got to wait for what's the next step. What happens is, see, God lives in the present moment, and when we're anxious about whatever, He wants to know what's happening here. And sometimes we want to know what's happening there. Right? He wants to know what's happening here. He wants to know what's happening up here. And he's going to open up something, but it's going to be right here in the present moment. I can only imagine what, what, what was it like in 1893 to go through the worst storm in the history of America. That bell outside was just ringing all night long, rocking. You can hear the, the wailing of people, the crying of people all night long. The anxiety with which the people who founded this church, World War I, the Great Depression, World War II, no matter what they were facing, i got to believe that some of the people who founded this church were always looking right here. I'll close with this. As we weather the storms together. Many of you may be reminded that as Hurricane Ida ripped open the physical church, blew out the windows, ripped open the roof, it annihilated the stained glass window here. But that cross, it made it through the storm. You can see the sheetrock be beating up on both sides, can't you? You can see the, the right edge of the crucifix marked with the battle. He made it through the storm. And no matter what you're facing in life, no matter what the anxiety feels like or where it's directed, he says to you today, life is a lot less about what you're facing, a lot more about where you're looking. He says to us today, have no anxiety, y'all. Just let your heart be known to him. He says that we should learn from our story and that we should not be afraid of the storms in life because with Him, we can weather the storms. Amen?